It's time to get away. And to help get you there, it's Travel Bags with Anita and Friends. From around the world to across Georgia, she covers it all. Here's the host of Travel Bags, Anita Thomas. Hello, 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 and welcome aboard Travel Bags with Anita and Friends. So glad you guys are joining us today, and so glad that Doc Bill is back in the studio with me. So, Doc Bill, welcome back. Well, it's great to be back, and we're talking about a great topic, great food, and a great part of America, which is known for its unique food and great American uh, food traditions. Well, that is true. That is very true. Today's show is all about Louisiana, and in particular, a city that I just had a chance to visit, had a great time. And as you mentioned, food, I ate a lot of food while I was there. And that's Lafayette, Louisiana, a very, very great city. It's known as one of the happiest cities, or the happiest city in America. Well, it is. I mean, it has a good tradition. It has a tradition going back to the French, French Catholics. And even um, the people in that area are hardworking. They've done a lot with the local foods in the area. And there's a great collaboration between the uh, people that came to that region, the Native Americans, and also the input from the Afro-American um, culture that came in via the um, crops and from slavery. That is true. That is true. You get a, a, a great mixing of different cultures when you are talking about that particular area of Louisiana. And it's not that far from New Orleans because most people, of course, know New Orleans and are uh, thinking of New Orleans as being like that food capital. But as you mentioned, Lafayette has quite a bit of uh, food traditions and great food opportunities if you are visiting there too. And New Orleans is only about two and a half miles, two and a half hours away uh, from Lafayette. So if you want to go and kind of get both of those cities in, you can certainly do that. But my recommendation would be to go to Lafayette and just have a great time there. Well, it is. I mean, we hear the terms battered back and forth, Cajun and Creole, and some people say, well, exactly what is Cajun, what is Creole? The best way to think about it is this. Uh, when you think about uh, Creole, Creole is more of the food that's in the larger cities. It's more of a refinement um, of the food. And Cajun is more the food that you find in the backwoods, the food of the people. And um, that's a good definition to, um, to describe those two terms. Well, that's a good way to describe certainly the food, but the official term for the Cajun country, as adopted by the state of Arcadian, is, is Cajun. That's how they identify themselves, but they also consider that particular area, and they consider themselves as Acadians as well. And the Acadians were the largest group to settle in that area around 1765 to 1785 by way of Acadia, which is present-day Nova Scotia. Well, it is. I mean, you, ha you have that whole culture bringing in a lot of traditions. You have a, a strong Catholic tradition. You have people who basically are hardworking people out in the areas. They brought in the knowledge of making sausage, of people putting food up, and from this rich tradition and living off the land and learning from the natives of the land. The Native Indian group had the most influence on the land were the Choctaw Indians. And one of their most, um, I guess, food um, things that you think about in that region is uh, sassafras. And the leaf of the sassafras tree is dried and pounded, and from that you get filet. The filet powder actually comes from um, this um, sassafras leaf, hmm. and that's given from the uh, Choctaw Indians. Well, you know, there were several different cultures that actually found themselves living in that particular area. So there were bits and pieces of other cultures, as you're mentioning, like the Native American culture. But the Acadian culture was definitely the dominant culture that was there. And a lot of the influence came from that cult culture, and that is why they call themselves the Cajun, which is a derivative of Acadian. 
and all of this information, if people want to read a little bit more about that, about the history and how the settlement there of that group of people came about, they could certainly check out Acadian-Cajun.com and read a little bit more about it. But now, let's talk a little bit more about the Cajun spirit there, because when I was visiting, one of the things that I immediately noticed, Doc Bill, was how friendly everyone is there. I mean, people are very friendly. You felt as though you were meeting people that you had somehow met sometime in the past, and you were reuniting with them. Very, very friendly people there. Well, they are. I mean, it's just part of the culture. Um, in that part of the world, you know, people got along for necessity, and everyone was pretty much seen as part of the family. You had to work together, or things just didn't work at all. Well, that's true. You're listening to Travel Bags with Anita and Friends, brought to you by the Sapelo Island Beach Vacations. We're talking about Lafayette, Louisiana, and my recent trip there. And we're going to get to the food part. Doc Bill keeps kind of peppering in a little bit about the food, but there is a lot of good food to talk about. We're going to talk about that a little bit more in the show as we go on. But, Doc Bill, let's continue to talk a little bit about the people, though, because really when you think about the people there and just that culture, it really is about community and community coming together over the food, of course, but also the music. Zydeco music is definitely a big part of the music culture there. Well, it is. I mean, one of the most characteristic um, things you can think about Zydeco music are the spoons. And people think about playing the spoons. It's a very rhythmic music. It's, it's music that people use what they had. And again, it has a unique beat. It's different um, other music in the United States. It's a different type of Southern music. Well, absolutely. And they use those spoons to kind of scratch on the what they call the scratch board or washboard type, um, type instrument that people wear right on their chest. And they actually wrap those spoons up and down, scratch. Is where the name came from and why they call it the scratch board. And then you also have uh, what they call the squeeze box as well, the accordion that uh, they play. That's part of the Zydeco music as well. So it's great music, and you hear it all the time. When we were there, we had a chance to hear several different bands that we will play throughout the, the show here. As we go in and out of the different segments, we'll play some of the music from Terry and the Zydeco Bad Boys. Um, and a couple of other musicians as well. So great, great music there. And it's all a part of really their way of life that they consider. And they consider it to be sort of uh, let's have a great time or let the good times roll is the kind of the motto of, of what you see there. Well, it is. I mean, let the good times roll is basically the motto of that area there. Uh, people take life and they live life for the moment. They live life as it is. They don't uh, look at life as something that's going to be in the future. They say you have this moment and this moment is the only thing that you have guaranteed, and that's taken advantage of in the food, in the music, and most importantly in the dance. Absolutely, in the dance. But now when you go there, you can also see some different things other than just only that. you got to do more than just eat when you go there. I mean, because the food is great. But there are a lot of other great things too that you can do. We had a chance to go to a place that is uh, Acadian Village that really captures the old life. It's a historic Folklife Park that's right along the bayou, and it's called Vermilionville. And you have a chance to have guided tours there, people in time period costumes, cooking classes, dance lessons, as you mentioned, boat tours, and more, all of which explore the Native American, Cajun, Creole cultures all there together as part of the history that makes up what you actually see today. You still see a lot of that culture still filtered into today's day-to-day lives. Well, you do. There's also things like a Cypress Island Preserve. You know, the cypress trees are found throughout that region. These trees are found in swamps as opposed to marshes because swamps have trees and marshes don't. Um, but again, it's great um, uh, uh, forces to see. They're um, 
places that you see less and less of these days. But again, a whole um, society was using that wood for building things. Also, the serene, the serenity of those trees and some of the most massive trees you have are some of these old cypress trees. That's right. The cypress trees and the tupelos you get in the swamps there. You get both of them there. And they are, of course, the bottomland hardwood forest there, as you mentioned. You can actually take tours through that. We took a tour in a canoe and actually went out among the cypress and tupelo trees. It was really, really very fascinating to do that. It was super fun. So we had a great time doing that. And we took a tour with Bayou Techie Experience. And our tour guide's name was Corey. He was great. He showed us all around, gave us a lot of information about the different birds, alligators, although we didn't see any gators while we were there because it was a little cold. It was about 40, 45, 42 degrees that day that we went out. So it was pretty cold to be out on the water. But the gators were down in the mud somewhere hiding out trying to stay warm and not um, interfere with the canoes going by which for me was maybe a good thing I've seen gators uh, in the wild so I was okay not seeing any (laughs) on this particular trip (laughs) well the wildlife is quite abundant down there and that's kind of neat to see and um, again canoe trips are a good way to go out and commune with nature um, as you said before, um, that area there is known, um, you know, you have something called the Jungle Garden, which is a 170-acre botanical gardens with azaleas, camellias, bamboo. Um, it's, again, a lot of wildlife, deer, uh, egrets, wild birds, as well as um, alligators when the season permits. It's definitely the sportsman's playground. I mean, if you enjoy fishing, bird watching, all of those kind of things, you can definitely do that there. And while you're there, you definitely want to check out the Visitor Center as well so that you can get more information about different things to do while you're visiting Lafayette. And when we come back, we're going to jump right into that food and talk about some other things, Mardi Gras, because I had a chance to do that as well. So you guys sit tight. We'll be back in just a few minutes here on Travel Bags with Anita and Friends. And the show today is brought to you by the Sapelo Island Beach Vacations, another great place on the water where you can have a lot of fun. Check out their website at sapeloislandbeachvacations.com. Back in a moment here on Travel Bags with Anita and Friends. <laughs> 